On his Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. Thank you, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram. Boy, some of those beautiful vehicles out there. That's when our man, Fran Frischilla, makes his way to Waco. We need to get him in one of those vehicles just as he makes his way around town. Fran, I know you've had some travel. We were uh, glad to have you on the call last night, although the Bears, they're capable of losing. Uh, shock of all shocks, but uh, Fran, you did. I got to hand it to you. You had you've been kind of pumping up this Mark Adams Texas Tech team, and they have yep. res- they have made you look as usual pretty dang smart. Well, thank you for that compliment. It's more about Mark's long history in the state of Texas. A lot of uh, if, you know, if you ask a guy on the East Coast or even. One of our ESPN experts, who Mark Adams was, uh, prior to him coming to Texas Tech with Chris Beard, because remember, Mose, he got an awful lot of credit for the defense when they went to the Final Four. And believe it or not, he interviewed with the Chicago Bulls, uh, because that's how impressed they were with his defense. But Mark's got a very long history in the state of Texas as a junior college and a small college coach, a lot of coaches uh, have a long admired him. He's in a bunch of Hall of Fames, and it's kind of cool that at 65, you know, he got the job. Kirby Holcutt said, we can look around the country, but we've got a guy that's a tech grad who's a heck of a coach, and uh, so, yeah, uh, but, you know, Peacock today, feather duster tomorrow in the Big 12, so great win last night for them. This drops Baylor, by the way, to 69-7 and seven since the start of the 2019-2020 season. So uh, all mm-hmm. is not lost. You, you don't think we should just all give up? And uh... <laughs> <laughs> I think You know what? I think we're going to find out that it's probably going to end up being a good loss because, uh, you know, as good as these kids are, they're great kids. You know that. And they've had some incredible success. But Every now and then you start to smell yourself and you got to kind of go back and, re, you know, recalibrate what, you know, what it takes to win these kind of games. And, you know, and, and there were some fluky things that happened, taking nothing away from tech, but basketball is a game of, you know, three or four plays in a close game. And, you know, there were some plays last night that could have gone either way. And then, but you could say that about half the games in the big 12. So, but it was a great right. college basketball game, even if you weren't a, uh, you know, Texas tech fan. Somebody who was watching the broadcast said you, you know, you were quick to point out what probably should have happened there with 19 seconds left. Yeah. I, I uh, in, in doing a little checking around, I think we know what the Baylor staff wanted to happen, which is, you know, if is take the quick to extend the game. I mean, it, it, it yeah. only makes sense there. You don't, you, you don't in that situation, if a game's tied or whatever, you dribble down for a, a last shot or something. But when you're, yeah. it, it, that it just, belied logic what we were watching last night as a longtime coach how does that even happen is it just a the, the, is it just kind of a, a panic takes over I mean that's a the guy dribbling the balls of a veteran player what what, yeah. what did you kind of how did you see that thing play out well there are different ways to play that situation so I you know because I again now knowing what a terrific coach Scott Drew is I thought that they had two choices. You know, it's like when I listen to UB Brown, he's not one to say, this is what you have to do here. He'll always say, here's two or three options. And what I tried to point out last night is, listen, I always believed in getting the quick two with the chance to get fouled, by the way, 
and get an old-fashioned three unless you had a sneaky play in your pocket and could run something to get, you know, Adam Flagler, mm-hmm. you know, or L.J. Cryer wide open three. That, in theory, you know, it's the old Mike Tyson story, right? Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And so I think what we discount is how good the Texas Tech defense is, and especially Marcus Santos, Silver, and Bryson Williams, they're two centers. They were outstanding all night keeping those guards in front of them. And so late in the game, when we had that switch, Kinjo had, I'm not sure who it was, I think it was Williams, but, you know, he couldn't get by him. And, you know, nine times out of ten, he's going to be able to get by a big guy in a switch. And I think we got to give Texas Tech a little credit here, too, for having a team that I think when they're at full strength with Shannon back there among the five best defensive teams in college basketball. They weren't really much worse last night without him. So a lot of ways to play it. It's all second guessing, but, um, you know, I just try to point out what could possibly happen and yeah. the worst case scenario happened. And that was that, uh, their big guys were really good defensively, kept uh, Ken Joe from getting either a open three or chance to drive it and ended up having to take a desperation shot and almost went in. I think what we're talking to, uh, Fran Fraschilla from ESPN, a longtime friend and the great analyst for the Big 12 uh, on ESPN. Now, I think we're at least growing to appreciate these last few games, you know, the, yeah. the elite nature of Jared Butler and Davion Mitchell. Not that we didn't already appreciate it, but people are like, well, yeah. how are they getting these buckets? How are they getting these straight line drives? Well, Baylor had, you know, two or three of the best defender, vital, throw vital in there, too. Three, yeah. three or four yeah. of the best defenders in the country. Now, let me ask you this, though. Kendall Brown, I've been watching yeah. him closely. He, he's obviously going to play in the NBA. He's got all the talent and athleticism in the world. But I'm seeing him kind of get lost in games. Like, it's almost kind of like, okay, in transition, he's a great dunker, all of those things. Like, what when, when Kendall's fitting in, what does Kendall need to be doing in that offense? Because I, I just quite honestly in conference have not been seeing it. Yeah. I, I think there's probably a, three or four occasions last night where I would have just told him, will you shoot the damn ball? You know, I don't know if you can say damn if you coach at Baylor, but, you, you know, <laughs> you just, hey, you're open. Shoot it. You know, shoot it. Don't worry about it. We'll get the rebound. And so I think there's a little bit of almost fitting in passivity in that regard. He's such a terrific athlete. and he does affect the game with his, you know, with his defense and his rebounding. And so I think he could probably be a little more assertive. I would, I would say that's probably accurate. I also think because he's not, we don't realize how skilled he is. I do think like in in the TCU game, he had a couple terrific passes. I think he's not a bad shooter, Uh, but I, I think he can be a little bit more aggressive and keep in mind now we can say, well, Shannon was out last night. But, but, you know, Jeremy, uh, you know, so, Sohan was out too. And I think Jeremy makes a big difference defensively. So, you know, I just think Kendall, I, I think the cool thing about Kendall, he's not trying to do everything, but I do think he can be a little more assertive. I would probably tend to agree with you because the kid has enormous uh, athleticism and his skill level is pretty good too, but we're just not seeing it, you know, on a night in, night out basis because he does take a back seat. Yeah, and uh, by the way, can you give us any insight on uh, – you're a guy that likes to dig in and, and do some uh, some uh, hardcore reporting at times. Uh, the, uh, yeah. the ankle on Sohan, uh, can you give us yeah. any insight on, on when – you know, how long – sen- Yeah. Yeah, my sense it's day game to game. My, my sense it's game to game. I, I, I don't – this is not – 
you know, I was at practice, and I'm probably saying this, but I, I didn't get a feeling it was a serious injury. But, you know, an ankle sprain, you know, a week, 10 days could be two weeks. So I that's where he is right now. And, again, I don't have any more info than that. I'm definitely, you know, right. I, I just, you know, we I saw him at practice, what you saw last night. He's in a boot. And they're going to be cautious. It's a long season. They're going to win most games without him, but they're not as good at full strength uh, when he, um, unless he is playing. So it's what every team in, in college basketball deals with um, at some point where you lose a guy. Even if he's not a starter, he's an important part, and you lose him for, you know, two weeks, and it does change your rotation. All right. Uh, Fran Priscilla joining us from ESPN. The um, Iowa State, the turnaround is is phenomenal. Uh, they, yeah. they, you know, Kansas has been in a couple of close games uh, recently. When you look at this conference now, top to bottom, you know, the, the, the teams like Kansas State and Iowa State that were really struggling have, have certainly gotten better and much, much yeah. more competitive. I mean, this turnaround from Iowa State is pretty – Amazing. I, I don't even care what yeah. their conference record is. It, that's a different team. Um, yeah. Who in your is Baylor far and away? I mean, like, is it Baylor and Kansas in your mind still the the cream of the crop? Would you put Texas? I mean, I watched Texas the other day, and and for instance, yeah. I couldn't tell who their point guard was. Like, it was a weird. Like, Carr had a bad game. I'm sure he's a good player, yeah. and I caught him yeah. on a game against OSU, and he was just he just had a horrible game. But I couldn't. I was yeah. like, "Who's there? This guy doesn't even really. He's not even acting like a point guard. I don't. I don't know what's going on." But but yeah. I know they got good players. I mean, Allen's highly skilled type player. Uh, where where is Texas right now? And and like, how would you handicap the top three or four teams in this conference? Well, I think the one thing that you have to keep in mind uh, is with the transfer portal, with free agency, uh, that's what it is. It's free agency in college basketball. Mm-hmm. And by the way, most of these guys have gotten their degrees working on their masters. So that's pretty cool too. But um, you know, I think that not all transfers are created equal in that it takes some teams a little longer to have everybody fit in and, uh, and others make it more seamless, you know? So um, I would say Texas is still trying to figure out where, you know, what, who, who does what, like when I watch them play, they got like five or six guys that were one of the leading scorers on their teams a year ago. And I can't really tell, like, like there's times where I go, why don't you just shoot it? You know, they're almost, over, they're almost, they're almost overpassing. Yeah. And I think that'll take a little more time Mo's, but they're definitely good enough to be, uh, you know, a sweet 16-level team. I, I think Texas Tech, with Shannon, uh, whenever he comes back, you know, I don't know when he's coming back, but, you know, McCullough's always been the heart and soul of the team, and he showed it last night. Um, but I think Texas Tech is, is a team that can get to the sweet 16. You know, Oklahoma's an NCAA team. We're still not sure how good West Virginia is, and they're like 14-2, and two, I think. Yeah. Um, so it's simple. It's simple. It really is. The one great thing about this league is – the bottom of the league is always much stronger than most other conferences around the country. That's just seven, eight, and nine. Occasionally, ten is not very good, like Iowa State last year. But seven, eight, and nine. Like I mean, TCU's way better. You can see that on Saturday, you know. So that's what makes this league so good. In fact, one coach told me, like, every time we play a game, we're playing against an NCAA tournament team in conference play. 
Yeah, I think, I think, I seven, think... seven can get in this year. Wow, seven teams uh, in yeah. the Big Twelve, and then uh, and 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 real quick, when you look at those teams coming into the conference here in the next couple of yeah. years, and uh, who knows when that'll actually happen, but it, it should be fairly soon. Does the uh, obviously you're going to lose some great brands, but right. what what are we talking about? I mean, Cincinnati's got a great, uh, they've got great pedigree. I don't know right. anything about UCF. They've been up and down. And then uh, BYU's yeah. been pretty good over the years, and they, they, they seem to be a pretty good, maybe an NCAA tournament team. And then Houston's great. I mean, obviously, they yeah. Samson's got them rolling. I mean, uh, yeah. you kind of feel like it's almost like the conference will be the same, except for losing some of that visibility, you know, high. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's be honest. Football, it takes a hit. You know, when yeah. you lose Texas and OU, it takes a major hit. But how many times have you seen OU or Texas game on TV in the last 10, 15 years in basketball where, you know, place is half full? It's just the way it is. It's just, you know, when we, we love when Blake Griffin's uh, or Trey Young or, you know, Kevin Durant, but they haven't really, like, you know, and, and you could say the same thing about Baylor, obviously, at the Federal Center, but. I think basketball stays even or maybe or likely gets better because, to your point, Kelvin Sampson is a Hall of Fame coach. They have a terrific young coach at Cincinnati, Wes Miller, who played for Roy Williams at Carolina, and that's a great brand. Uh, BYU, when Kansas or Baylor goes in there in a couple of years, it's going to be 22000 on Big Monday. And then UCF's kind of a wild card because – like in football, you see this university with great facilities, a great location, and um, you think, wow, you know, that, that could be a sleeping giant. So from a basketball standpoint, I don't think uh, – except, you know, um, I know ESPN loves putting Texas on because they have that brand name, you know, and doesn't matter what sport. You know, it could be women's softball or, you know, whatever. I don't think they play lacrosse. But whatever Texas does, they usually put it on the air. But other than that brand, I don't think you're missing anything when it comes to basketball. All right. Well, I, 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 that's good to hear. I like, I like hearing you, uh, you say that. But, uh, Fran, uh, continue, uh, continued success to you as you travel around the country. And, uh, and we always love having you in Waco. Oh, one little tip for you. I went to a yeah. place called Butter My Biscuit. Okay. Oh, it, boy. It, it, Oh, and boy. and it, it's right there at Valley Mills in 35. Yep. And, and I mean, my goodness, I, I got, I got, I got some cheese. I got a fried egg. I got bacon on there. I got some avocado oh, it, and then they it, put some pimento. Let yeah. me ask you this. Yeah. I'm sure it's a great place, but is there anything better than a Whataburger sausage, egg and cheese biscuit in the morning? Come on, man. And there's one nah. right there by my hotel, right there by, you know, by campus. So uh, you're I'm going gonna, gonna, I'm gonna to check into Butter My Biscuit. But since I live in Colorado Springs now and I see a Whataburger, it's like a magnet to the car. I know. So, you're a creature of habit, and, and, and you don't have all those up in Colorado. But I will I will come right, get I'll, you, yeah, to I'll take fa- you over I'll there. Factor, to... I'll factor your endorsement in for Butter My Biscuit. Okay. And, okay. and uh, I think I think you will enjoy that biscuit. Oh, the biscuits okay. are flaky and unbelievable. All right, all right, uh, Brand. Jason, man. All right, I'll talk to you. You soon. might see me Saturday. I'm back Saturday. Believe it or not. Oh, we're gonna come right back to Waco. Coming right back to Waco, and there's nothing wrong with that.
Do you still have your place in Dallas? I mean, as much no, as you're here. No. Oh, man. Nope, nope. We are now full-time residents of the state of Colorado and enjoying life. A little di- more difficult travel for me. Got delayed this morning, but uh, no, we are not. But, you know, we, my, our, our, heart, our heart's in, you know, 19 years in Dallas. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Tupanamba yeah. awaits. We'll probably be in Dallas Saturday night. You might see me at Tupanamba. Yeah, and that by the way, that Starbucks where you used to hang out, they've they've just shut that table down, like in, in basically to honor you. They don't even let anybody else sit there. Oh yeah, no, at that I know Park that. Park City I know Starbucks, Preston Preston Center Starbucks. Let everybody know. <laughs> the best place to run into Fran Priscilla back in the day. All right, Fran, Correct. thanks, buddy. Right, Appreciate it. You got it, Mose. See ya. Yeah, yeah. There he goes, Fran Priscilla, the ESPN Big Twelve analyst. Always fun to have him on. He was with John Shambi last night, and then uh, sounds like he'll be back in action at the Feral. Um, yeah, he's gonna come right back to uh, to Waco on Saturday, and uh, that'll be that'll be good as the Bears try to uh, bounce back.